This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, and I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason Glick. What's going on? Oh, hey, John. It's going good. Right. Um, no, like, I just want to say that this time, well, for, for this week's episode, we're going back to that uh, inexhaustible well like a subject matter that is a Star Wars comics. Oh, yeah. You know, Star Wars just came out on Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. With even more hacks. Even more changes. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. so many changes that it even pissed off Hitler. Yeah, right. I saw that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not bu- I didn't buy them because, well, I bought a set of DVDs with Star Wars, and I'm not really interested in rebuying it on Blu-ray. Yeah, it's like I'm. I still need to pick up the like the original theatrical editions on DVD. But you're right about it being an inexhaustible well. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because I mean, like, like Dark Horse keeps producing lots of Star Wars comics, and yeah, generally, like, most of them are generally pretty good. I mean, even though I stopped buying them for for a while, mm-hmm. it's like, like since I stopped buying them and started buying them, I now own even more than I did when I stopped yeah. buying them. Wow. So obviously, someone someone must be doing something right there. Yeah, and this week this this week takes me to um like one of the one of the series I picked up at Comic Con because yes, it's also an inexhaustible well that is like this year's Comic Con, which I'm still reading through the comics I got I got there. And after a buddy of mine recommended to me the uh, the Dark Times series, I figured, hey, you know what? After I f- I found volumes one through three, no, sorry, one through four. Um, at one in, in my um, half-off bin raids, I figured, hey, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and pick this up right now, because it's only three volumes. So, um, the thing is with Dark Times, though, is that, you know, it's like, even if you think that Dark, Dark, Dark Horse kind of, like, overproduces, um, like, their Star Wars comics, and I'll get back to that in a second, because this, this series kind of ties into that, that theme right there, they at least do a good job of making um, each, each series distinct. Because like the thing is like for um, long time readers will realize that you know now that I'm talking about dark times I I'm now talking about three of the four series that make up their um their their vector crossover so I'm th- I'm thinking like yo hey you know it's like now I've got this at some point I probably should just pick up the rebellion series and just make the circle complete anyway so now that that's but with dark times though it's like a buddy of mine recommended recommended this to me because it basically focuses on the the um the adventures of um of um of um Jedi Dastineer and um his exploits after the uh after the fall of the republic now if you've read the um the clone war series volume 9 basically features like what is effectively called the, uh, the zero issue of this the series it introduces Dastineer sets up the um worldview for this like for the series basically that um the Jedi it's like the, the Jedi order is order is no more it's like the um the, the empire, the empire is now is now resurgence, and they're selling the story that the the Jedi turned on turned the uh, the Republic the last during the end of the Clone Wars, and they had to be put down. So now the Jedi are are, are feared and it's like are hated and feared like um like Marvel's Merry Mutants because like I can't stop talking about the X Men as well. And now you've got they've got like all they've got like just like the Jedi like just running scared from from Darth Vader and Emperor Palpatine. Now, volume one is basically picks up with um, with Janir as he's talk as he's leading the uh, as he's um, falling in with the uh, what are one of these guys called 
as he's falling in with the um, inhabitants of New Sea of New Plimpto and trying to save their trying to save their inhabitants. It's like as the um, as the Imperial troops close in on their lo- their location, he's got his he's um he's working with his buddy um Bumble Greenback who saved his life when who by um not killing him when he um when the uh, when Order sixty six was handed down, and so now he so now like um Bumble's trying to save his friends, Janir's trying to save save as many people as he can. They both they both kind of fail after the in the, in the final assault by the Imperial troops. This event now, while they both survive, they still they wind up um, falling with a bunch of smugglers, and um and and essentially finding out that um while Bomo tried to save his his family, they were eventually caught by the Imperials and sold into slavery. Now, this this is up the uh, like the main like the main thrust of the art of um the arc for Volume One, which basically has um Janir Janir Bomo and the smugglers. I'm trying to. It's like I'm following it. I'm trying to take tra- track down um, Bomo's family, and eventually, it's like in, in hopes of um, in hopes of eventually res- rescuing them. Now this is paralleled by um, it's like by Darth, Darth Vader's own arc as well. Because Vader, you know, it's like he's you know he's he's basically the number two man of the galaxy right now, but still he's also but he's still he's he's not quite like the um like the soulless badass we knew. And when he was introduced back in episode four, like he still got some some of like Anakin Skywalker in him, especially when he finds out that the um, inhabitants of New Plimpto were sold into slavery, which is basically, hey, you know, Darth Vader, like, um, before as Anakin Skywalker, he used to be a slave. Now my master is like, you know, selling people in slavery. Huh, what's going on here? So it's like you've got so like Vader. It's it's an interesting time because like you know Vader, he's still. Like he's still like um get, getting into the he's still becoming the uh like the Sith Lord that we all that we all know and fear from the from the original trilogy and it's a it's it's a nice little and it's it's a good it's, an, it's a good character because he played because um because series writer Mick Harrison plays off that later so while I mentioned the um like writer Mick Harrison the real star of the series at least for um volumes um one one three and four is um artist um Doug Wheatley. And Wheatley is a gorgeous artist. I mean, while I've liked, I mean, like, there are some artists like who I think are really, who I I've really appreciated over the years in their depiction of the Star Wars universe. I mean, John John Nadeau did a great job. I'm um, picking the hardware in his in the X Wing series. Um, Jan Dersima, um did a great job with the Clone Wars and and um, and Legacy, working with um, working with her husband John Ostrander. She and it's. She's got some great style right there, but even even for her um, later stuff, seems a bit too photorealistic for like to be um, like like triple A list um, status right there. And um, Brian Ching on the uh, on um, Knights of the Old Republic, who was good enough to be um, um, headhunted by Marvel later um, to to this day. But um, Wheatley, I mean, his stuff is absolutely gorgeous. I mean, you're looking at his stuff. There's like a, there's a detail. There's a sense of realism. Photorealism, e- even that doesn't um, that doesn't distract from from appreciation appreciation of his work. I mean, it's on full display in Volume One, from the like from the from the fights from the from the fight scenes to the um, to the char- scenes of character interaction, and even Darth Vader, you know, just talk just talking and finding out like what's up with the slaves. I mean, it's great stuff, and it's like and, and it's 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 truly beautiful. But the problem is. 
mean, for a, I know for a lot of people who read this in single issues, that this series came out like you know almost as um, frequently as an issue of Marvel's The Ultimates um, back in the days when Brian Hitch was il- illustrating it, and um, I can imagine that that's probably that's probably why the series isn't continuing as an ongoing series. Why it's just a series of miniseries now. But we'll get to that later. Anyway, Volume One is a nice. Overall, it's a great, great story of uh, moral compromises. Janir solely finds himself like I'm um, sacrificing his Jedi beliefs in order to help out his friend and forge a new path in this in this new world. Eventually, it's like thing, things reach a breaking point at the end, and even and and it's like uh, and, but still it feels it feels believable, and it's like uh, and I like I like where things things set up. I mean, even it's even it's a breaking point. It's still it's a potential for new stories. This continues on in Volume Two, where where Bomo and, the, and his smuggler friends like wind up trying to trying to sell off this one particular item of value to one of um their it's like to another to to another um individual of ill repute, and things wind up going bad. Um, this this main the main thread right here is like Bomo um eventually you no know, just being kind of an outsider with his with the smugglers, but eventually. You know, finding an in with them as he as he winds up collectively saving their asses, like over the course of the series. Readers of uh, the Clone Wars series and also um, Ostrander's Legacy will also be uh, will also find um, some stuff to be amused by by the appearance of a uh, Master Kirk, who um, who shows up here in a parallel plot line that as he as he and one of his apprentices wind up having to save a bunch of younglings and eventually. Um, Trying to save them from some slavers who inter- who also intersect with them on, on the main from the main plot as well. So it's yes, it's it's a huge coincidence for these two plots to intersect. But still, you know, it's like if you're going to put them in the same volume, then there has to be some reason for them to tie together. So it's so it's good stuff. Um, but like things get, but and then um, well, volume three is basically um, is basically the first volume of Star Wars Vector, and. Reading it now with the background of volumes one and two of Dark Times in there, you know, it's like it still makes me appreciate like how how well planned how 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 well planned this this told this whole story this whole um, crossover was. I mean, it's like in, in this whole like in yeah, it's like you get the feeling you know that they told writer Mick Harrison that um, hey, you know, you need to introduce this like a mysterious um, artifact in order to uh, so that we can set it up. Um, for sale in the um, in the crossover, but it still it works it works in seamlessly. So I mean, it's like as if you're reading, if you're reading Dark Times, and this the vector provides the necessary um, like resolution to that to that particular plot thread from Volume Two, and it also um, involves an, another death of a, of a of a crew member. Now that's another thing with um, Dark Times. I mean, it could have because the thing is, it's like it's like each thing is with each arc is like. It involves like basically one one member of the um, of the team basically either like splitting off from them or just you know outright dying. So like it could have descended into um, you know senseless miserableism. You know it's like if they hadn't had a, like a good enough direction for this series. Now I will say that so far on um, Volume Four, Blue Harvest is probably my favorite of the series. Now now John, um, I just want to ask you. Now, does the name Blue Harvest um, ring any bells for you? Family Guy! Okay, that's right. <laughs> but where did Family Guy get it from? Huh? Riddle know. me that. I don't know. Man, I don't know. 
<laughs> okay, because Blue Harvest, um, I, for I, the uh, scary hardcore Star Wars films, they'll know that this is the, this is the title that um, Return of the Jedi was shooting under. Yeah, because um, because John, like next time you you hang out with Sebastian, you have to you have to quiz him on that to see if he know to see if he can get this too. Copy that, I will. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I'll make a bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like I, I, I you have to only know how that turns out if I'm not there. Yeah, but the thing is with with Blue Harvest though, I mean Blue Harvest is really even though it's got that that whole kind of guy that connotation of history, it's still like it simply amounts no more than the fact that um. The story circles back to Dastanir, and he's taken on a bunch of um char- of um characters who have blue skins here. That's that's the extent of the tie-in here. But the thing is with Blue Harvest is that it takes a time-honored um story. Now, basically, like a time-honored story premise. Now, basically, if you've if you've seen um like I'm a Kuro Kurosawa's Yojimbo, or or even or like more specific to us, um, Clint Eastwood or Sergio Leone's uh, spaghetti remake of it, in, spaghetti, spaghetti western remake of it in A Fistful of Dollars. This is basically taking that 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 familiar premise of two gangs taking over a town, like going head to head with each other, and then you know mysterious stranger coming in to um settle settle things and um take out take out the gangs. Now the mysterious stranger in this case is Das Janeer. Now. Janeer um, is kind of like really down on his luck. He's sporting a um, a beard. It's like a beard and um, overgrowth of hair of shame. It's like here, and then and he, when he finds out about like you know he's got a store like a like a like a store like a uh, like a like a mission that that allows him to like you know hey I I can like help free this town from the grip of slavers. Hey, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and take this up. But then he realizes that hey you know the person who's the, the uh, lady who told sold me on this job, she may not be telling the entire story. Now, that's the thing I like about this particular volume is that it's that it shows Janir to be not only like like not just like a seamless dupe, but also a guy who's like who is clever enough to um to know what he's being played and know and know enough to um find a way around it. That's still not enough to uh like to save him from being from a savage beating over the course of the volume, but it's still but it's but it's still like. Um, immense amount of fun to um watch him watch him play both sides against each other. It's like, and um, it's like, and like, and um, and factor and um, take on the chaos that, that results. Because even though like Janir has been like forced to compromise his Jedi beliefs, like like throughout the first volume, here he finds something that that he can really believe in and fi- and fight for. And um, it's like, and even though it's like the um. As much as I love this volume, it's like the problem is at the very end, it's like you get to the, you get to it, and it's like, wait, 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 this is the end. Where, where's the final issue? I mean, like, isn't there more? You're not gonna sit. I mean, yeah, we know he's gonna go and kick everyone's ass, but where's the hell? The, where's the proper fucking ending here, people? Come on! I mean, it's like it's that's that's the, that's the that's the feeling I got when I got to the end of end of this volume now it's like if now this was essentially the um this is um like issue 15 of the uh no wait not bad issue 17 of the of the of the dark time series and ostensibly like that was going to be the end of it because 
um, the thing is, like, as as great as um, Doug Wheatley's art is, and he's back in full force for um, like for volume for um for, for Blue Harvest, and he looks great no matter which um colorist is um is handling him. It's truly beautiful stuff. Um, it's like you get the feeling that all that his the work required to um, deliver this beauty essentially i uh, basically i'm um, completely ruined the uh the schedule for this series because it was it was truly terrible looking looking at how how these how each issue issue came out so so looking at so i mean basically looking at this right here i mean it's it's like you get the feeling that this this might have been the end and if it had i would have like i tell you just like no don't fucking buy this it's just like a huge disappointment at the end but but Dark Horse is currently um, putting out another series um, for Dark Times called Out of the Wilderness. Now, I think that's a good thing. And personally, you know, well, I like what um, Mick Harrison has done with the series. Um, based on the series schedule, I wouldn't mind if this series was the last one. If this, they just like you know, tied it off or – okay, or you know, if, if this is going to be the end of it, cool. But – you know, I guess me repurposing the series as a series of miniseries, which is what they've essentially done for um, with Star Wars uh, like Invasion series, then um, you know that, that's probably that's probably for the best. But still, it's overall. I mean, the series is a is a is a um, is a compelling look at a particular period in it's like in the, in Star Wars history, and it tells some compelling stories as well. I mean, I'm not. I'm not quite sure if it's going to be like, what's here is going to be enough to um, you know, entice non-Star Wars fans here, but really, so if you like great art, then um, I will recommend. Then, um, then we, Doug Wheatley's work is it's like worth pick, picking up at least volume one for, so you can just gaze at how he, how the man truly gets the Star Wars universe right here. So, so I, I can promise you, I, w- I will be back with. Um, like with a review of um, out, of, out of the Wilderness once it finally hits the trade paperback. And, um, oh, and also, yeah, like this, I can tell you right now, this is going to be the last Doris podcast to do for it because as soon as, um, as soon as um, Star Wars Legacy War hits trade paperback, I'm, I'm hitting that up for a, like for a retrospective, I'm as, like as soon as, as soon as that happens. But you know, that's probably not going to happen until I think January. So you've got a, so you got a nice respite from me talking about Star Wars. Again, so so in the end, it's like you know, Dark Times. Like, if you've liked um, like all the stuff, I've, all the Star Wars I've talked about so far, with like Nice Old Republic, Legacy, the Clone Wars. Like, still, so we're well worth picking up. You know, like absolutely at half price. You know, it's like also if you can get it at the Amazon, Amazon discount as well. So good stuff. Like everyone else, well, I can imagine you're freaking like you saw everyone else. You know, I imagine they just saw Star Wars and gonna are just gonna wait till see what see what I talk about in, in two weeks. That's what I talk about in two weeks. Well, that's going to be a surprise to me and you because I'm sure I'll figure out something. But I'll be back with it then. All right, cool. Is that All right, about it? that's that's it, John. All right, well, we'll see you next time on right. Comic Picks. See you later. Bye. Bye.